she said she's going to try to make it later. But there's, just pray for everybody, if you would, please. Mrs. Um, um, Shelley's mother went to be with the Lord uh, night before last. And, and so they're home today. So pray for the family there, if you would, please. But uh, this morning, good to see you. Glad you're here. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It really is. Just good to be alive. God's good. Uh, this morning, though, I, I wanted to uh, bring a series or just a couple of messages on faith. I had somebody come to me uh, just day before yesterday and say, Preacher, i just about ready to give up. And i just so discouraged. And I said, Get over it. <laughs> you know, but that's easy said. But at the same time, if you'll turn with me, please, I want to start with in Mark uh, chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. And I'd like to read beginning in verse 12. Mark chapter 11 and verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, said unto it No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. Turn on, go on around to verse 19. And when evening was come, he went out of the city, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold a fig tree which thou curses is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, How faith in God. Now, what I want to talk to you about is verse 22 if you would please, have faith in God. I know that we're living in hard times, amen, and everybody will have to say uh, that uh, these days and times are trying days, but uh, I say to people all the time, I'm not going to let a few bad apples spoil a whole barrel, amen, and uh, we're living in that kind of day, but uh, just because a few bad people in this world go wrong, doesn't mean that everybody is bad. And I still believe there's more good people in this world than there are bad people. Uh, God is good. And more, if you would please, I do believe that God is still in control. I don't believe there ever has been a time in history like today, though, that people uh, need faith in God. Jesus said in verse 22, How faith in God. Now, you can't read the Bible and not know the importance of faith. When you lose faith, though, you lost everything. We need our faith in God and in people and in good government today. Jesus gave to his disciples the scale of faith in the book of Matthew. He says that some people have no faith, and he said that that's the larger crowd. Then he says that some Christians have little faith, I laugh at people that talk to me when I try to talk to them about salvation. you got to have faith in God to ever get saved. Amen? 
And they said, well, how much faith you got to have? Well, it doesn't say how much. Just use what little faith you got if you'll trust God for your salvation. He'll save your soul. So we find in the Bible that some people have little faith. And then he spake of one person who had great faith. Now, what we need today is great faith. Just learn to trust God. Uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 23 says, Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, we know that God don't like sin. Amen? And so if you don't have faith, uh, then uh, you're under the wrath of God. It is a sin not to have faith, strong, active, living, vital faith. Now, also, the Christian armor is faith. Ephesians 6, verse 19 says, Our faith is our armor against God. Everything against the devil. And John 5, verse 4 says, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, let me explain something to you about faith. Uh, when I first got into ministry, this man came to me, and uh, we didn't have much, and having a hard time at that time, and and a man came to me and told me, and said, "Now, preacher, you got to live by faith. You got to learn to live by faith." And uh, I don't know what he was talking about, but he acted like if if you just live by faith, that God will just rain it down out of the sky and and give you whatever you need. That's not true. Yeah, you try sitting down here on this bench and you'll starve to death if you don't work because the Bible says that he don't work, don't eat. Amen? And some people have the idea that faith is just sitting down and trusting God to provide everything for you. And no, he, leaves, he uses a little bird and he said God takes care of the sparrow. And uh, you think about that for just a minute. You ever watch the bird? He's busy all day long working. And yet God provides for him. He provides those worms and those bugs and everything that he needs. And he uses that little sparrow to let us understand something. Trust God just like that little old bird goes about his business all day long. And God takes care of him. And that's what God says to us about faith. And so the Christian armor against the devil is our faith. Now, according to Hebrews and 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it is absolutely impossible to please God and overcome the world without what Jesus calls great faith. Now, I want to show you something. Turn with me to 2 Kings a minute. In 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, I'd like to begin to read in verse 13. And he said, Go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. What we got to understand is faith 
is seeing the unseen. I've often said, and I know it's true if you study the Bible, that there's a war going on in this room when you open the Bible and begin to preach. And that's the devil's angels and God's angels, and they're warring over your soul. And we can't see that, but it's going on. That's the spiritual world around us. But faith sees the unseen. God is still in control. I, I laugh at people that uh, they think that our president is in control or the uh, Congress is in control or some of the individuals are in control and ruling our country and ruling the world. And I said, no, Ian, it's all going to God's plan. Uh, now, faith just simply trusts God. Faith relies on God and not man. And we need our faith to be greater. The greatest thing that ever happened to a Christian is to lose faith and confidence in his own flesh. Have faith in God, not in your flesh, not in a preacher, not in churches, not in church members, not in Christians, not in things you can see, not in circumstances, not in brilliance and talents of men, not in numbers. Have faith in God. God's program for this age will succeed. And by the way, God's working at a timetable and everything is going just like He wants it to go. Now watch this. We need to have faith for the unusual. I believe today God can do what governors and senators and congressmen and the president cannot do. Remember this, the disciples could not cast out devils or demons. Jesus said to them, this kind, speaking about the demons, the hard kind, this kind, the unusual kind, this kind, the unexpected kind, cometh not out but by prayer and fasting. Did you know prayer changes things? And the Bible lets us know, and when he's talking about fasting, here he's talking about that you you get by yourself and stay there before the Lord and do without some things this world and concentrate on God and pray till God answers your prayer. Now, <clears throat> in other words then, with belief in prayer and faith in God, we can accomplish the unusual, the extraordinary, the unexpected. We need to have faith in God's promise. I want you to look at Romans for just a minute. Romans chapter 4 with me. I like to go through the Bible and just pick out God's promises sometime and claim them. Because you've got to remember something. This is God's Word, and He made it to us in Romans chapter 4. And uh, look with me in verse 21, if you would, 20 and 21. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, I believe that God can perform anything he's promised in his word, don't you? I mean, if God says something, if he says, I can save a soul, I believe he can do it. If he says, I can change a life, I believe he can do it. And I've never met a, a case that I give up on. I mean, I just believe in trusting God and doing what God tells us to do, and pray for them, and claim God's promises. Now watch this. God has promised to be with us, 
Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel, and I will be with thee even to the end of the world. So no matter how long you live is what he's talking about. <laughs> if you trust God, he'll be with you. God has promised to answer our prayers. Uh, turn over to John 15 for just a minute. John 15. And look with me, please. And uh, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should be remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. And I believe that. Now, I, I pray a lot, and I pray in Jesus' name, and I ask God to do some things for me. And when I do, I'm trusting He'll do it. Now, I, I like what uh, I think it was Dr. John R. Rice said one time. Don't ever pray and just sign Jesus' name to a blank check, though. It's out of the will of God. Uh, that don't work. Uh, I know a lot of time we pray, and... Um, there's one thing that uh, I thank God for, and that's unanswered prayers. Because a lot of times I've prayed for things and, and they're not what God wants me to have. And I found out later on that after God did not give me those things, He still answered my prayers because I look back on it and I say, thank God that didn't happen like I wanted it to happen. Amen? And He still answers our prayers though. And what we got to understand is that we got to trust God. If it ain't going just like we want it to today, God's not off the throne. He's still there and He will bless and He will answer prayer. God has promised to bless us. Turn over now, go back to Mark uh, chapter 6 for just a minute. I mean chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. And I want you to read with me beginning in verse 28. Mark chapter 10 and verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all, and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, our lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. You know what? I, I read that verse several years ago as a young preacher and I claimed it. And I, I said, now, you, you, you think about this just a minute. I've heard people say all the time, I give up. And they'll, they'll mention stuff they give up. They'll give up a, a, a good job to serve the Lord, or they'll give up uh, something anyhow that they serve the Lord, and all they want to do is say, look what I give up to serve the Lord. <clears throat> you ever heard somebody, <clears throat> I put my money in the bank to draw interest on? Yeah, I'm interested in how much interest. You know, I went down one day and I had some money in the bank and I had it for about five years. Not much, but it was some. And you know how much interest I was getting on that money in the bank? Two percent. 
Just 2%. Nothing. Just about it. And I said, well, that ain't doing me no good. I got to take it out of there and invest it in something to get a little better interest. Now, you read these verses, and Jesus said, if you'll serve me, whatever you get, he said, I'll give you 100% back on your investment. You see that? Notice what he said in verse 30. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. You know what people, a lot of people are looking for? A lot, of, a lot of Christians get the idea that when I get to heaven, I'm going to be blessed. Well, praise God, that's so. Amen. When I get to heaven, all they can think about, though, if I'm a Christian, poor, poor, pitiful for me down here, but when I get to heaven, everything's going to be all right. Well, i got news for you. I don't have to wait to get to heaven to be blessed. Because it says right here in this verse, verse 30, he shall receive a hundredfold in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. I not only got eternal life, but I got a lot of good things right now. Do you know what? I got three brothers and I can't fellowship with them. They're not believers. They don't believe like I do. They don't believe like the Bible teaches about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to fellowship with them. I want to have them over to the house. I want to go over to their house. I want to uh, just fellowship with them. But I've tried to witness to them and talk to them about the Lord. And always they want to end up in an argument or a fuss or something. And I say, you know what? I'll just leave them alone like the Bible says. You can't deal with them. And so I just leave them alone. And you, you say, well, preacher, you don't have any brothers and sisters. Oh, yes, I do. I got more brothers and sisters in Christ than I ever had dreamed of now. And he says right there in that verse, you lost all your friends? No, you haven't. Not if you're a child of God. You'll get a hundredfold better friends. Everything that you desire... If you'll trust God and serve Him, He has promised us to bless us with it. And I believe that. God blesses us if we'll stay true to Him and serve Him. And we we need to have faith in God's mercy. God can and wants to save anyone. And He can do it. And I thank God for a merciful God. Amen. I'm dealing with a man... uh, several years I've been trying to deal with this man about his soul and and I talked to him his own mother his brother died and his own own mother told him I wish God had killed you instead of your brother and yet uh, and I try to deal with this man and he'll go right back into trouble and get himself in trouble every time he turned around and you just can't seem to uh, deal with him whatsoever about his soul and straighten up his life and I just about every once in a while I give up on him I say well, well I guess he just can't be saved and God said now wait a minute I'm not through yet he's still got breath and you get this as long as a man has got breath God can still save that soul I believe that 100% Now, whether it's God's will to save that soul or not, that's none of my business. What my business is, don't give up on him. And I don't. I don't give up on nobody. Now, I know that you have to learn how to deal with them, but at the same time, don't give up on them. 
Amen? Don't lose faith. And have faith in God. Now, I, I learned this as a pastor. I don't get surprised anymore. I just don't. I mean, sometimes I used to say, man, what that person does surprise me. Not anymore. I think I've seen it all. Just about anything can happen. Amen? And so, but I do get disappointed in watching people and seeing what people do. I get disappointed in them because I want them to live Christ-like. I want them to live the Christian life and faith. But I got news for you. I don't lose faith in God. Amen? I still believe God can save any soul. I believe God can change any life if God wants to. And what I got to do is just trust God to do it. And trust God to take care of me. And He promised He would. I can go through the Bible and I can show you verse after verse after verse. If you'll serve the Lord, if you'll come to Him for salvation and serve Him, He will take care of you. That's through sickness and health. That's in finances. That's in every step of your life if you'll serve Him. Now, here's something I found in the Bible. Did you know that all blessings that God has promised man comes with a condition to it? Every one of them, except salvation. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. Jesus is one that does all the salvation. Amen? But when it comes to being blessed of God, there's always a condition to it. You know what God said to, to a child of God? If you will, I will. If you'll be faithful, I will bless you. If you'll give, I'll take care of you. If you'll be the kind of person you ought to be, I'll take care of you. And it goes on and on and on. It always comes back. Now, once you're saved, everybody's got the idea of, boy, everything's going to be great now. I'm saved by the grace of God, and God's going to take care of me, and God's going to work everything out. No, God puts it on you. And He says to you, you do, and then I will bless you. And I can show you that all the way through the Scriptures. And God says, have faith in God. But He comes right back and says, Now, you trust Me and begin to serve Me with whatever you got, whatever talent you got, what part of life you got, what monies you got, trust Me. God said, have faith in Me. And you know what? I don't have faith in the bank. Because the bank can fail. I don't have faith in the government because the government can fail. I don't have faith in the preacher because preachers fail. I don't have faith in religion because religion fails. But I got one, brother, that don't change. And that's God. And I just trust Him. Amen. And put my complete faith in Him. Pray with me. Father, would You bless now in the coming hour and we pray, dear God, for those that cannot come. We pray for Shelley and her family, Lord, at the loft of her mother. And we thank of each one of the families that can't be here today that's already called so that something is wrong or something that's got to be gone. We ask you to watch over and keep them now.